your fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And we're late, but it's still Thriller Month. <laughs> are we late? We are late. Oops. We are late. I'm sorry, guys. We, like, missed a week. Like, there was just, there was stuff. <laughs> it's summer. It's summer. Everybody gets busy with things, unfortunately, so we're, like, a little bit behind in recording. We're a little bit behind with everything, but we're here, <laughs> and we actually wanted to finish the month of June, so... <laughs> So we're here, <laughs> and we're still talking about thrillers for this entire month. Um, and today, we're talking about an adaptation that was actually more recent, which we rarely do, so it's nice sometimes to talk mm-hmm. about a newer film. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 2022 uh, Netflix adaptation of Luckiest Girl Alive. Um, I think I'm going to give a blanket trigger warning to this episode, yeah. just for people, school There's shooting, sexual assault rape just yeah. like just in, just in case you're not mm. aware we went into this movie pretty blind yeah. actually we didn't really know too too much about it so no just so that everyone's aware there is you know there's quite a heavy focus on all of those things so if that's really something that you're not comfortable with cool I totally get it yeah feel free to skip ahead basically <laughs> and not really be here for this and we will see you next time um I don't think we have anything else that we need to cover <clears throat> about it so I think we just need to get right into the movie let's go love my work hate babies i'm this close to the life no one thought i deserved this is ani nice to meet you mr larson it's me tiffany tiffany i'm working on a documentary about the incident at your high school there are still so many questions that you've never answered People want to know, were you a hero or an accomplice? Imagine what it's going to be like when they find out about So, like I said, the movie was released 2022 on Netflix um, and is based on the 2015 novel of the same name by an author named Jessica Knoll, who actually also wrote the screenplay to the film, it turns oh, out. okay. Yeah. And I know it stars, the film stars Mila Kunis, so if that's like, if you didn't recognize the title, you might have seen like last year, mm. there was a Netflix movie that was released with Mila Kunis that looked like very much in that thriller sort of suspense psychological atmosphere. It's this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um... It's hard to know where to start with this. I don't... What's the IMDb or the So, okay. So IMDb is currently 6.4 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes is at 43%. And 70, the audience score is 72%. Yeah, okay. That's that's better. I, I would give it a solid 75, I would say. I'm closer to a 60, personally. Are you? I don't think it's shitty enough. The performances are too good for it to be, like, 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And overall, the atmosphere of it in general, I would say, is too is too good for it to be a 43. Yeah. But I had I would have trouble giving it over a seventy. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I didn't fall asleep, so yes, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is Shireen's one index. It definitely deserves over sixty five percent, Megan. I didn't fall asleep during the movie. <laughs> it kept me interested enough that I stayed awake. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so um, brief overview: uh, Luckiest Girl Alive stars Mila Kunis in the lead role as Ani Finelli, um, a shortened version of the name Tiffany, it turns out. Surprising. Who, yeah. Who is getting married. The film is set the year that the book was published in 2015 because it's like a first line of dialogue tells mm-hmm. you that it's 2015, um, which I will, what I will say because of the subject matter in this film, 
it's not a bad thing to set it then because we're looking at like just before the Trump election and before prior to me too. And so the, like the context of it actually fits quite well. Like I didn't think about it initially, but when I started catching on to certain aspects of the story, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. I was like, that's actually not a bad idea. It does make sense. And I mean, the book was published in 2015. So like interesting that then everything kind of right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well you know what I think at that time things were starting to head in a particular direction as far as people's feelings about a lot of this stuff so a lot of things to do with me too a lot of things to do with sexual assault Mm -hmm. and that sort of situation so I think I think it was it was a timely book obviously and based on that um setting the film in that time sphere kind of makes sense there are even a couple of context clues like at the beginning of the film where there are like um uh, there are campaign posters for Hillary Clinton, like sitting yeah, in well, different places her, and stuff. Her friend says, uh, "I'm only gonna get married when we have a woman for a president." Oh, so right, that'll yes, be soon then. Yeah, that's true. They do talk about <laughs> yeah. it briefly, when don't they? When she said that, I was like, oh, "So close." Oh, you're like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's let's not go. Let's there. not go there. <laughs> no one wants to hear about that." Yeah. yeah. So, um, Ani is a the lead editor at a women's magazine in New York, basically, um, and one of those very like. Kind of, I think like Cosmo. Be like Cosmo, yeah. yeah, because it's very like you know, like sort of like you know, like ten ways to give your man the best orgasm kinds of things, mm. or like the sort of like the tagline she has to come up with. Yeah, uh, she doesn't love that. She's obviously a talented writer. She just she's interested in she re- like this is where she's been able to make a name for herself, but. She's definitely interested in working in more a more serious vein. Her dream is to work for the New York Times mm-hmm. magazine. Like that is her top tier, basically what yeah. she'd really like to do because she'd really like to write about something more important right. than this. So um, she kind of works in that corporate world and has, we don't really know very much about her to start off with. However, what we're given to understand from a lot of like the the narration from her character is that she was brought up without too much money, like more like lower middle class kind mm-hmm. of situation. Um, and had, single has had mom. to, yeah, single mom has had to work very hard for everything that she's achieved. But now that she has really likes to give the impression that she's always been this way. Well, I mean, she's marrying into money, right? Like, like a lot of money. She, yeah. Like she was, uh, kind of, it's funny cause she's describing her fiance at the beginning. Yeah. And it's in a tone that I felt was very cynical and very sarcastic. It was. And I was like, wow, like this is the person that you're marrying. Like like she was saying about how they go skiing in one place and I couldn't, I can't remember Oh, where. yes, because Aspen is too overrun with new Nouveau money or new yeah. kind of thing. I was like, oh, God, okay. Yeah, so it's like she's being very snarky and cynical yes. and like And about, you're like, do you love your fiancé? Well, like, this is immediately, it. I was yeah. like, oh. And, and like, at the beginning, I was a little bit like, okay, well, maybe it's just because like, you know, she doesn't appreciate the world that he comes from, sure. but he's different maybe, yeah. you know? Um, and, you know, and as she's describing herself, she just sounds miserable. Like, oh, you know, yeah. she hasn't eaten lunch in six years. Like she doesn't eat carbs. She yeah. works out constantly um, to give this illusion of being of one of them. Being one of the rich people. And I think that now that obviously she's marrying this man as well, I think she feels the need to try even harder yeah, and um, to act that way and it's funny I don't know if you you noticed this but like her best friend is obviously um old money old money um and her her friend is nowhere near as like dressed up and put together as she is all the time old money doesn't do that because they they don't don't need to yeah like she looks 
kind of like disheveled and scruffy yeah, yeah. most of the time. Not not disheveled and scruffy, but like very casual. Very casual. She's wearing like a sweater and a pair of jeans, whereas yeah. like Mila Kunis's character is always wearing like this like beautiful dress, like really very, nice and spiky like heels. Middle Middleton. Yes, kind she of, does yeah. give that kind of vibe yeah. for sure. So, yeah. in fact, I think when she's trying on wedding dresses later, there's a comment to that effect about like Kate Middleton didn't yeah. wear didn't wear something with this type of like tool on it to get married. So I'm not going to yeah. do that. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, and like her wedding dress is just very plain and like boring and like I don't know kind of Grace Kelly I guess like yeah sort of similar to that in in a and again in an old money I don't want to ruffle any feathers kind of way and it's interesting because like Kate Middleton uh uh Grace Kelly and like her they were not um royals no right like and but they married into royalty and so they had to kind of play the part and look as if they were. Yes, exactly. And that's something, I mean, that, you know, in more, like, recent years, obviously in the last couple of years, probably this year, last year, that we've seen a lot with, like, you know, Meghan Markle talking about her yeah. experience and kind of the types of uh, clothing choices that she would make when joining the royal family, et cetera, et cetera, those kinds of things. So, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> So, um, Ani is a big fat fake is basically what like the whole thing and of it she is. she knows it too. Oh she's yeah. Like she's like afraid others are going to notice. Yeah. She's very upfront about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, does things, this is a really interesting thing that like you, you see come back a bit throughout the story that I'm like, okay, we, we, the story flashes back often to her experience when she was in high school in 1999. She was, um, there on a scholarship because it was like a like more expensive private school that she was going to and she'd managed to get a writing scholarship there so what we see a lot kind of you see throughout the course of the film you see how her past affects her present way of being so like in the past I mean she says and her mom obviously this is growing up with like the type of mother character that she has Um, make comments about the fact that she was supposedly overweight (laughs) when she was in high school, which I was like, oh boy. Her mom says something to the effect that she developed early because I'm like, okay, because she had boobs by the time she got there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because doesn't her mom say, like, you don't know what it's like to have a teenager who developed early early and, like, to try and protect her and stuff? Yeah, it's just like, "Mm." very weird things to say. It's very unclear what's happened, like, at the beginning of the movie. You know, like, it it just kind of keeps doing these, like, little snippets of a flashback, and you're not really sure what happened. What the situation is. Um, When she arrives at said high school, I think she looks incredible. She looks like somebody from the craft because she's got her little choker on, and I I was like, fuck yes. That's what I thought about as well, like, immediately. I'm like, oh, yeah. 99. I was like, where is Nev Campbell and Feruza Bok? Let's just watch this movie now. It's going to be way more fun anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So so we get like a little bit of um, kind of indication of that and you I mean they're a little on the nose with like how much she quote unquote like fakes things because she she goes for pizza with her fiance and when he leaves to go to the bathroom there's one piece of pizza left he says they should box it up and she literally crams the entire piece of pizza into her mouth to just I don't know actually probably eat fucking food Uh, yeah like I feel I I couldn't put my finger on what that was about it was weird because I was like is this an eating disorder because it feels like an eating disorder and it was weird it was very strange I don't I don't know and it was very she, like, restrictive dieting yeah and then like you know she blames it on the waitress that like, yeah like she, know, oh she, she spilled my coke on, or yeah. whatever on it or whatever so we're not bringing it home anyway yeah um so you know you start to get an idea of kind of like this facade that she's built and it's interspersed with what we start to see is her that's at joining this sort of like prestigious private school um seemingly I would have thought that this character would have been ostracized for much longer but mm. it doesn't seem like that was the case it mm. seemed like you know she was accepted pretty quickly by 
like one group of friends who were like the less popular kids, mm. whatever, the weirdos, mm. quote unquote. So there's Arthur, Ben, and Beth is the other girl, yeah, I think. Yeah, Beth, yeah. <clears throat> um, she was in Ginny and Georgia, and that was the only reason I recognized who she was. Really? Yeah, she's... um. Uh, what's his name's like girl the sort of ex-girlfriend that he was fooling oh. around with who works at the uh, restaurant with um crap. with Georgia yeah I know who you're talking about or with Jenny sorry yeah yeah yep I know who you're talking yeah, about yeah anyway it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> um so she kind of she's part of like their friend group but of course because she always wants to fit in she actually starts being accepted by like the popular crowd quote unquote um and they like you know want to hang out with her and she has a crush on one of the guys Peyton which one does she have a crush on Liam sorry yeah Jesus is Peyton Liam Liam and and Dean Dean Dean. um and the blonde girl who knows and there's like some really bitchy girls Hillary or Heather or something isn't it um yeah uh Hillary or I I think it might be Hillary I'm not sure something like that but they're just really mean to her um because they say that she's like the um uh, the social or the financial aid kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of them's like a, a really, like a really big dick to her. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, she's just talking about like, you know, how like only like financial aid kids get scholarships and shit like that. And you're like, yeah, I know that's literally what a scholarship is for <laughs> is for people who <laughs> cannot afford aid. it's financial aid to be able to attend this school yeah. anyway. <laughs> semantics but um you know so we get a little bit of that back and forth um and then when we're throughout the course of basically like present day quote-unquote 2015 what's going on is that she's working with her Ani's working with her boss to try and get a spot at New York Times magazine because that's really where she wants to be working um and so they're working towards that and meanwhile Luke her fiance has been offered a position in London to run some group of rich people, God, who cares, um, a hedge some fund or something. jumbo finance shit. Yeah, um, some garbage. But um, and, of course, he would like to move there after the wedding, and yeah. so he's suggested that, you know, they move there, she get her MFA, basically, because mm. she's been in, accepted into a program in London for this. And what is that MFA? Masters I don't... Masters of, like... Wait. It must be... Masters of Fine Arts. Oh, it must be for her writing. For like, writing. Yeah. Because okay. then he said, get your MFA and then write a book. Right. But I'm like, maybe she doesn't want to write a book. I know. What a stupid I thing to say. say that in movies. They're like, just write a book. It's like, maybe I don't oh, want to. Sure, I'll just write a book. Like, like maybe, like, yes, maybe like, I do want to, but maybe I fucking don't either. Or, well, like, maybe I do want to, but like, it's also very subjective. Like, 100%. it doesn't mean if I write a book that it's going to be successful. Immediately successful either. No. <laughs> so we're getting a lot of like this sort of, indication that no matter what's going on, Ani, since she was a kid, has been shaping herself to fit the mold that she believes is the correct way of acting, even if she's not really like that. Well, she says it during, you know, she had this aha moment when she went on a senior class trip to New York City where she sees a woman who's, like, on the phone and she's, like, super well put together. Um, and it's in that moment that she decides that that's what she wants. She wants to be the woman who... That powerful woman in yeah, business, basically. Yeah, exactly. Who's able to, like, boss people around. Exactly. Um, okay, so what's happening that we're getting in present day is that we're also seeing that Ani's being approached by this guy who's a documentary filmmaker, mm. um, and we learn that he's making a, docu- a, a true crime documentary, basically, about... In 1999, when she was still in high school, there was a school shooting at the school that she was at at that time. Um, And we also kind of learn that 
basically, um, there was a rumor that was started. We don't know immediately how, but there was a rumor that was started um, around that same time after the shooting that she took part in it in some way, that she helped plan it. And so she was ostracized by everyone at her high school afterward and had to deal with a lot of shit. And we're getting the, we're getting the feeling they bring up, um, one of the three guys in the popular group there, Dean, he's some sort of congressman or something. He's in politics. And I think he lobbies, um, for like gun control. Again, yeah, exactly. For gun control. He got shot and, uh, he was no longer able to walk yes. again. After so he's that. in a wheelchair yeah. and, um, yeah, cause it, his spinal cord was severed, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he's, in a wheelchair and so because of that obviously he's made it his life's mission to lobby um against gun violence and for gun control specifically and he's become very famous for that he's written books oh yeah he's, he's a big like, deal adored like he's like the golden boy yes. you know um and think you know the rapist brock turner Uh (laughs) yeah we're gonna get to that so um yeah so we're seeing that you know she's being approached and she she's refusing to do the documentary initially eventually she does agree to do it and her fiance initially supports her because Mm. he's like i think you should do it and just like get your story out on paper and clear your name because you did not plan this shooting this is ridiculous Mm. like you should be able to you know say that Mm. in a in like a larger space where other people will have to hear you say that um but obviously her fiance doesn't know the whole story yeah. either so um we flashed forward at during like the high school years of things she's obviously made friends with a bit of both crowds this is a really interesting school it's not very clickish because all these people are around each other all the time which is bizarre well, it's like a boarding school isn't it like they have to sleep at the school i don't know i'm pretty sure that they sleep there okay well that might be why yeah. then um so Basically, what happens is that there's a school dance one night uh, that everybody's, like, having a good time at, except, again, the three shits, Liam, Peyton, and Dean, which, like, I mean, listen to their names. Obviously, they're mean (laughs) to people. No offense to any Liam, Peytons, and Deans out there, but (laughs) I'm just saying. Obviously, they're assholes to people named Arthur and Ben is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So they're always shitty to them, which, you know, like... Obviously, there's always got to be one or two that we pick on, right, guys? We can't just, like, I don't know, just not talk to people we don't get along with or just not speak to people we don't get along with. Nothing like that. Okay, cool, great. Mm. Um, In the middle of the dance, two of the – a few of the girls take off, um, and it turns out the guys take off as well, and they go to – whose place? Dean's place for a party? Dean's place for a party to his house. His parents are away, blah, 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 blah. Um, So they take off and go there. There's this big-ass house party, and everyone, like most people, wind up there. I don't think Arthur and Ben are there, but most people wind up there. All the, like, popular people wind up there. Yeah. Um, And – uh, Ani gets really drunk while she's there. No, she, I think they give her a Did they slip rape. something? Yeah, because she's like completely unconscious. I know she was, but I yeah. was super unclear about whether or yeah. not they actually did. I was I like, mean, did they, they slip something? they never specifically say You it, never like, see anything the happen. The way that it's filmed is like she can't even keep her eyes open. That is true. You know? I c- So I could believe that. Yeah. So she obviously it's basically made clear that she loses consciousness at some point again trigger warning everybody who's still yeah. listening um she loses consciousness at some point comes to you on the floor in the bathroom and like is being assaulted by 
Peyton. I think it's Peyton. It's Peyton. First. Liam had already done it at that point because she has flashbacks to him on top of her. Yeah, and she's like pushing. And she's, she's pushing his face. Yes, because she's saying she's like stop, stop, and he yeah. thinks she's, and she's saying kiss- ow, ow. Yeah, ow. and he's kissing. He just kisses her hand because I. Anyway, I'm not. Okay, mm, yeah. doesn't matter. Well, because she had like a crush on. Liam she did, and they were and, like, kind, they were of, kind of, of dating. Yeah. yeah, like so. Unfortunately, one of the girls actually in the popular group was having to run out of the party because her mom had showed up, and mm-hmm. she kept trying to get. Ani to go with her mm. and she was like oh no I can't I can't because the boy that she likes is there fuck you're like 15 <laughs> 15 is such a dangerous age oh it's awful god you, but you know what I mean yeah. like it's just ugh. anyway um like you're of course you're at this party this boy is giving you so much attention like obviously you're gonna stay there and you're just gonna want to hang out with him yep. so yeah so after we've seen so so far we've seen two of these boys have assaulted her at different times throughout the evening and then she mostly has sobered up which makes this other one like really Even unpleasant to yeah. see um she is kind of stumbling around the house, still out of it, trying to find her way basically to leave because she's, like, I think starting to properly realize what's happened. Yeah. Um, and Dean then chooses that time to, con- like, you know, try to convince her not to leave the house and then basically violently sexually assault her as well. well. Her. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, while she's again saying "ow," pushing him, well, no, she's and saying "please wait, 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 please stop, stop, stop please stop, stop. stop," yeah, over and over again. Yeah. Um, and so we've seen that all of that has happened. She takes off after that, and basically, like barefoot, like runs down the street in the rain, winds up at a gas station convenience store, I think close by. And I mean, I will say at least one decently saving grace runs into her favorite teacher, who's her mm. English teacher. His name is Mr. Larson, mm. um, who is like what the fuck is going on and obviously very quickly pieces together you know Mm -hmm. what has happened we did see mr larson earlier when he let the girls leave the dance even though he wasn't supposed to yeah and you know but he was credit like to his credit the whole time i was watching this scene i was like I really hope he doesn't try and cover this up because, like, he no. could get in trouble for it. And he does and not. And he does like, not. He, I will give him he that. He really encourages her to go to the cops. He and, does. Like, he, he wants, wants to take her, her to the hospital. Yeah. He wants her to get checked out. He wants to call her mom. Yeah, he he wants, wants to do to, all yeah. of these things. And she's trying to explain. Her mom sucks, by the way. Like, we haven't really touched oh, on that. Um, but her mom is very much one of these, like, I've clawed my way to the semi-top now. And we're going <laughs> to make sure that we... To the semi-trash top. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And now we're going to make sure that we stay on top of this heap and yeah. we work work really hard so that you can get to an even better place than I was. So she doesn't want to tell her mom because she's like, she would just be mad at me, which Mm -hmm. is so sad. That was sad when she said that. Yeah, but then you see later on. It's true. It's true. Like, it's so tragic. It's awful. So, um... Luckily, she's able to, like, you know, so luckily, like, look, like, Mr. Larson, like, he lets her shower at his place, gives her a change of clothes. He does have, like, a moment of where I'm, like, where he's, like, you know, you can't really be here because I could get in, like, really big trouble because you're here. And I'm, like, which is, like, I get, but I'm, like, don't say that to her. Anyway, (laughs) um... Um, and we're seeing basically not long after this back at school, um, Mr. Larson reported this to the headmaster mm. and they had a meeting with her and he's saying like, you know, the headmaster saying like, I, I can't report the sexual assault to the authorities. Your mother would like your guardian would have yeah, to do that. So I, I need to call your mom. You, I don't know if you caught it. The way that he's positioning this is oh, to yeah. deter her from oh, saying Oh, a hundred percent because he's, he's like, like are, he's like, well, you were drinking a lot. Yeah. You know, are you sure that are you, you said sure no? Are you sure that this is what happened? Did, Did you, you say, say the no? word no? Like, and 
and oh, but you know it's going to show up on their college applications, mm-hmm. and it could really tarnish like their chances of getting <laughs> I was into sitting, college. I'm I like, was sitting oh. there watching it. I was sitting there watching it, and he's just like, you know, and she's like, well, what would happen? And he's like, well, it would be reported to the authorities. It would go on to their permanent record and their college applications. And I'm sitting there shouting good at the TV. <laughs> um, but of course, you know, everything's being done to deter her except Mr. Larson who's still like no he's like no there is no because like you know he's saying like are you sure this is what happened Mr. Larson's the one who's like no a hunt, this was not a consensual mm-hmm. yeah. anything and yeah, he's standing he goes, there they st- raped her. he's like they raped her yeah. like this is not a consensual anything and I really appreciate that character yeah. um, but of course because the headmaster has put all of this idea into her head and is then on top of that like well I have to call your mom you know like I can't report it to the authorities you know she would have to report it I need to speak to your guardian about it she's like no no never mind never mind never mind because again there's no we don't want to rock the boat we don't want to ruin our chances of doing better than we've done because that's what's been drilled into her head forever so she all that matters right yeah so she doesn't report it uh, Mr. Larson is fired for letting the girls leave the dance, which made me want to hurt somebody too. That made oh, me I didn't really catch that part. He was fired after. Oh, I wasn't. Sh- I was unclear as to whether or not he just left because he could not deal with this, yeah. which would also have been understandable. Yeah. No, he was fired because he let them leave school grounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he was fired anyway. I mean, obviously the headmaster just didn't want the headlines, right? Oh, 100%. Like, there was and he didn't. Big headlines. He saw, I think he saw how much Mr. Larson like stood up for her and yeah. was very like, no, I don't think we can sweep this under the rug. And I wouldn't be surprised if he continued to speak about it after. Yeah. So I'm sure that they found a very easy reason to let yeah. him go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's fun. Uh, she does actually, in like more present day, she does run into Mr. Larson. Yeah. Weirdly, like he, like weirdly, her fiance knows um, his wife, I believe. Yeah, or something or knows him through work in some way shape or yeah. form so they do run into each other and they have like a little bit of a conversation about yeah. stuff um but he's really like the so you have the contrast between him trying to do these things and then she's getting the same vaguely the same type of advice from arthur yeah, yeah. and ben when well, she goes to see them see the problem with arthur is that his messaging itself is good. It's correct. It's his delivery is A hundred percent. You know, he's basically making her feel bad. And like, so Ben had gone through, um, Oh my God. His yeah. own assault, uh, by these boys. Um, they are bullies. They're awful. Mm-hmm. Um, they had said to Ben like, Oh, Hey man, like, why don't you come smoke with us? And of course, Ben being not very popular was like, yeah, okay. Like, cool. cool. I might get in with the cool kids yeah. for once. And they lure him into the woods, they pin him down, and they one of them takes a shit on his chest. Which is just... It's disgusting, and apparent, it's degrading. I'm, my understanding like, is that he went home after and self-mutilated with... Right. Uh, made, right. Maybe attempted suicide right. is what my understanding was. And so this is the problem with Arthur, is that he's so angry that like... And he's so blunt about all of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's unclear if they've ever done anything to Arthur himself, or if he's just angry at observing how these three guys keep getting away with this it stuff. It seems like a combination. I don't know that they've ever done anything very... like overtly serious to him but they're always shitty to him yeah and so he's just like you know your angsty teenager who wants to take them down basically um and so but he keeps making her feel guilty and saying that she's like you know this that and the other and she's not oh she's enabling them and she's making this so much worse by being like 
you know, such a shit about this, but which again, I think is coming from a place of someone privileged. He doesn't have to get a scholarship to go to this school. He wants to go to Columbia, Exactly. Right? He's he wants probably to, like a legacy And he, he said he's a legacy. His dad's yeah. a Columbia so, graduate. So. so there you go. So it's like, it's like this combination, like there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. You know it's hard I mean? to explain like, all of it. There's a lot and there's a lot of nuances and like a lot of like social ups and downs mm-hmm. that they're trying to explore as well as like a very serious gang rape and then a school shooting. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting into so much detail here, but it's weird because there's so many different themes to talk about that I feel like it's difficult to skirt over any of them. Like it's hard not to talk about them. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So what winds up happening is basically she tells Arthur to fuck off because, you know, that's it again. The delivery is not good. The messaging is correct. The delivery could use a lot of work. Um, He... we're given to understand sometime between whatever period of time goes by I assume a number of weeks perhaps Mm. I don't know um first of all there's some totally fucking heinous shit with Liam the guy that she actually like is sort of with but not really uh when they are driving to school like right after he takes her to get her plan b Oh, yeah. And then has this disgusting conversation with her in the car where she's, you know, saying, like, she's really drunk. Like, I re- I really don't remember anything, yeah. you know. And she says, she says to him, she's like, I, I think I was raped. Like, I don't remember saying yes to any yeah. of this. And he freaks the fuck out and is like, do you even know what rape is? Like, how would you even say something like that? You're crazy. And I was like, oh, boy it's just a lot like the whole movie you're just watching it and you're like this is so much like I don't know how this girl like the only explanation is that she was just frozen and confused by everything I think so for so long that she didn't end up like trying to take her own life or something no that's no I think she just it was put your head down and move on yeah basically is like the way that it is because her mom's very much like that so I think that it just like those aspects probably rubbed off on her and like don't ruffle any feathers don't do anything that's gonna bother anyone that kind of thing yeah um so all of that was terrible and then we get to a point later on where we do see that yeah Arthur and Ben um I guess planned and then went through with a school shooting, um, which is a scene that probably goes on for longer than it needs to. Oh, but it really does. Yeah, it does. There are like a good like, number there's of so many like flashbacks and like back and forth yeah, and it's up a and lot. down. And this I'm movie like, does Wah! drag a little bit at some times that you're like, yeah. I don't think this that this was all necessary. It starts to get a bit gratuitous. But yeah. um Anyway, we're given to, uh, you know, understand that basically that's it. They were fed up. They decided mm-hmm. to do this, which they um, they do, you know, they do kill like a good number of the students in the school. They set off a couple of bombs in the cafeteria. All of this is very Columbine reminiscent, by the way. Like that's really what I was thinking of the whole time is 1999. Mm. Columbine was in 1999. Um, they, two boys. They set out, they did have bombs rigged in the cafeteria and things mm. like that. Two boys who were outcasts or considered outcasts anyway, mm-hmm. and angry at everyone who decided to do this, um, who did, that's it, kill a number of people, including people who had bullied them yeah. while they were in school. And um, the, they had the same plan, which is, you know, the plan I think that a lot of these people have is to kill themselves at the end and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But what actually wound up happening, we're getting all of this because Ani's decided to do the documentary, so she's kind of explaining from her perspective what happened. But she's also leaving out a lot of the details. Yeah. Like, you realize that as she's talking. Like, she doesn't talk about how her mom reacts to this. She doesn't talk about, like, 
how no one supported her basically no. and that's why she never went on the record she never know? she was made to feel shame for everything yeah that's it like she was made to feel like everything was her own fault yeah. so she uh, basically she hides with a friend of hers thank god that girl beth gets away which i was like okay <laughs> um and you know at first like sees ben who does i believe he kills peyton he yeah i think he kills peyton first and then liam and then right liam away. after that yeah. um uh, and lets her and Beth go because again he was friends with them and Ben has no reason to to do yeah. that to them so he leaves them alone. Um, she winds up in a confrontation in the cafeteria. This is where things start to get a little off the rails for me. Yeah, she winds up in a confrontation because Arthur shows up in the cafeteria. He shoots Dean twice, and I'm sure one of those is what injured him permanently yeah. in the end. Um, and then has a confrontation with Ani where I guess we're given to understand that he's going to shoot her as well. Yeah, more than likely. Um, she picked up a knife on the floor and she stabbed him, it turns out. and Well, she had taken the knife previously. From she, somewhere? Because yeah, she wanted to, like, get out of there. Yeah. She was with Dean. Oh, like, yes, and she, like, shot, picked it up. Yeah, because yeah. he's sitting there and he yeah. can't move, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know. And then she stabs Arthur, and you're like, wow, okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, you're just like, okay. But and there then, was just, I don't know. Ben apparently takes his own life. Yes, he's taken his own life, and there you go. I Apparently, I don't know, man. There's just something about, like, that final confrontation that just felt, like, too wild for me. The whole thing was, like, I don't know, a little bit, like, far-fetched. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, like, it was... I don't know. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, so she's comment. filming the documentary. Um, I can. I was... I've been through a school shooting so I can comment a little bit on it um there was just something that was a little bit too staged yeah I guess is the way I would put it if anything else it's a lot messier in real life yeah Yeah, it's a lot messier it's a lot faster yeah um than this yeah it's not the cops would have been there well before oh yeah so anyway that happened like so anyway so we see that that's all that's happened she's gone through her whole story uh with the documentary crew and apparently initially they were they had been talking about her and dean having like a meetup on camera so because it turns out that dean is the person who started the heinous rumor that she that ani helped um arthur and ben plan the shooting um, and even though she didn't do any of it herself, she helped them plan to execute yeah. it. And, and they were all going to take their own lives. And they were all the going end. to kill themselves at the end. And he says that this, the, she helped them plan this because she wanted Dean to be her boyfriend and he didn't want to. Get the fuck out of here. I know. Get out of here. Just, like, fuck off and die, Dean. Honestly. Well, we, he says later on that it's because he was scared and he assumed that she was going to tell everybody about the gang rape. Yes. And like, you know, he already couldn't walk. So yeah. Like, oh, I know. feel like I got my payback yeah. already for that, which he basically, he says that to her and you're like, ew, gross. Yeah. Anyway, he shows up at the film, like at the filming and she freaks out and she leaves. Cause that would be very jarring. Oh, yeah. Um, and then she, later on she goes to a book signing that he's doing. Because he's sharing his story. Yeah. Confronts him at the book signing speaks to him about, you know, what's happened and you know finally because she's like I need to I need you to say Mm. out loud like what happened because he's skirting around the issue and gets him to fully admit out loud that he raped her and knew exactly what he was doing 
Um, she's recorded that conversation, which I knew when I was watching that scene. I'm like, she's of recording course. this. I'm like, why is he just liberally saying Idiot. all this stuff? Idiot. Like, obviously she's recording him. Idiot. Also, can I just say too, they used to call her Finny in high school and I fucking hate that he still uses her nickname when I he sees know. her. I know. When he like bursts into the room and he's like, Finny. I'm like, he's so oh, you did not just do that. Overly familiar. It's disgusting. Anyway, uh, but she gets him to admit that, listens to the recording and then proceeds to write, um, um, a whole piece for the New York Times magazine detailing everything that did happen. Um, they they obviously, they like it, and they're like, well, we're fucking publishing this mm. uh, because I can only imagine, like, a famous politician. Oh, I can yeah. only imagine the kind of thing that they'd want to publish about that. And she went quite in detail about she does. everything. Um, she ends her relationship with Luke because she basically fully admits to him, like, I do, I do love you, I do care about you, but I've definitely been using you to make to give myself a particular standing and to give me the like you know to give me the life that I think that I should have and that I've thought that I should have for a long time and it it was surprising to me like from the beginning that you know like once you see like her school life and these three boys what they did to her and the type of people who they are I found it very surprising you know looking at the parallels between them and her fiance yeah, because, I know. Like they're very similar. I know. Like, there's nothing different. We're there. seeing him, and I'm like, ew. What was he like in high school? Well, that's it. You know, like, <laughs> like he seems okay like, now. Hmm, but like I'm I don't sure know. he's fine now, and like you know, I'm sure most of these guys, like you know, they grow don't up act eventually. This way now. And, well, yeah, that guy Dean seeing he has a wife and kids. Yeah, like you know, I'm sure on the surface it's it's all like that, but. It, it was just very odd and like, you know, also his behavior towards her, how he wants her to move to London and how yeah. he's like really pushing her to Where it. he's she, very, it's very much like, you know, like, no, no, I, I, I love you and I, I want you to be happy. I want you to, to move past this. I want mm-hmm. you to be able to be strong and move past this. I hate very much that they have a conversation about that too, um, where he's saying like, you know, I thought like after he reads the New York Times article... And he freaks out because he's like, I, I thought you would have done it more in private. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've always thought you were so strong and everything. And I'm like, dude, she didn't even go to therapy. Like, do you know, do you have any idea like what she would need to be able to get through all of this? Yeah. This only, is insane. Not only what they did to her, but then the entire ass school shooting and then killing a guy. She killed a with person. With her bare hands. Legitimately. Like, it's, like, it's like these three things together are not easy to just move past no. because you're tough. Yeah, like, oh, I'm tough. I'll make it through. Like, what? Like, what? It's wild. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so she's able to do that. Her relationship ends, but it's definitely for the better. Mm. Um, I don't think that they would. They were well suited. I don't think that was a good idea. And she's able to actually start working for the New York Times Magazine at the end of the film and put her experience out there. And the positive of it is that we get a lot of like Me Too aspects because she obviously she publishes the story and there's a ton of people who you know, respond to her story and are like, you know, something very similar happened to me. I'm so glad to be able to like read someone else's story and feel a connection with other people and everything. And just kind of like, you know, feel like I can, I can maybe talk about things more now cause I've never spoken about it before. So yeah. she's able to hear from other survivors who, who have been through similar experiences and hopefully help them feel, I guess like, even a little bit better yeah. about being able to talk about it. Exactly. Um, and that, and we were saying this earlier, there was like, the movie should have ended like 15 minutes before it did. Yeah, it was weird. Because like, there was like this weird scene at the end where like she's walking along and a reporter stops her or someone and yeah. says like, oh, I work for 
Bloomberg. That's it. And uh, <laughs> and she's like, um, I hope you enjoy your 15 minutes of fame because I've followed Dean throughout his career for and many years. He's helped a lot of people. He's helped a lot of people. And like, you know, kind of like you're trash for like doing this. And so she turns around and tells her, sorry, I didn't get your name. Oh, I'll just remember you as the person who I told to fuck off on Fifth Avenue. But I'm like, there was really like no character development. No, that didn't... Like, yes, I get it. Like, it's kind of like she's being more like... Assertive, assertive about like, her own personality and like coming into herself a yeah. little bit more but it's like yeah I don't know if that was what would have actually happened no, like I as don't somebody who you know she had worked so hard to get to a certain point in her life like, yeah yeah okay fine like because she keeps saying this thing like I'm like a wind-up doll wind me up and I'll tell you what you want to hear yes exactly um so maybe it's her way of fighting against of that pushing against that and not just like cowing it. to yeah. someone who like makes a comment like yeah. that which like you know is already like gross I'm like a woman should not make a comment like that Seriously. to another woman but anyway but yeah it was just it, it felt like a weirdly stilted scene if anything I would have liked it if it happened earlier in the film if anything yeah. else, like almost right after she published the article or something, fuck, I don't know, whatever, right. something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's got a lot of heavy topics in it. I won't say that I found that they were all realistically depicted, though. It was like there was just two. Like you know what? They could have done this almost as a series or kind something of. to even like a four part or a three part mini series or something. Yeah, where, where you would have had maybe a little bit more character development. You would have been able to like explore. Yeah, we were throwing a lot a of bit more, a lot of like a lot of different really heavy trauma yeah. into a two hour span, which just like you'd need so much more. Yeah, time mm-hmm. uh, to cover those things to do them justice to do them justice yeah. to cover them properly is yeah. what I like. I'm trying to think of like a better way to say it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it to really properly do them justice and do the character justice that yeah. way. Like Mila Kunis really gives it her all in she this. She does. But it's just, it was more like the writing itself, I think, where we had to rush through certain aspects that I was like, oh boy, okay. Yeah, and like, you know, we were saying this earlier, there's so much TV now. Yeah. You know, that like this would have been an opportunity oh, to Oh, 100%. TV, Make a miniseries. Series, you know, um, and it would have been great. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I agree. But uh, no, it, it was still good. Again, I didn't fall asleep. No, that's it. Look, it was, it was perfectly <laughs> decent. Would I watch it again? Probably not. No, probably but not. you know, it yeah. was very heavy. So it's not something not, that you're just not gonna that put we on. Shy away from heavy topics. It's just like a lot, all in one, all in place. one two-hour film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anything, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, have you guys seen this movie? Also, I'd like to know if anybody has read the book. Like, I'd be curious mm. to see. I guess how similar it is. The author wrote the screenplay, so I would imagine fairly, fairly similar, similar, unless she made some really big changes that I don't know about. But you guys can let us know about that on Instagram over at Fully Booked CA, and you can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/book-was-way-better. And if you are still here with us, uh, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it really helps us get the episodes out in front of more people. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone.